Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi everyone and thank you for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals the podcast. As you know by now, my name is Mart, I'm your host and this week I've got another fantastic guest on the show and I'm just so excited to have her here today. So I first came across her when Francesca Amber actually mentioned her on one of her podcasts one day and before I knew it, I was working my way through her back catalogue of almost 250 episodes of Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, I think it is now. And it's the number one podcast for spirituality here in the UK, can I just add as well? So I then bought her previous book, Positively Wealthy, and that really helped me get around my limiting beliefs with money, as well as learning new tips to create abundance and prosperity in my life. And just last week, I also received her new book, Hurt, Healing, Healed. And let me tell you, I am obsessed. So please give a very warm welcome to the spiritual queen herself. Emma Mumford is on the show. Emma, it's such an honor to have you here. How are you? Oh, thank you so much, Mark. I'm so excited to chat with you today. And it's lovely to meet you finally as well. So thank you for having me. I know we're always liking each other's videos on TikTok and Instagram. So it's so nice to chat face to face. Definitely. I'm, can I say I'm loving your TikTok glitch? I go in there for all the crystal advice. <laughs> Oh, bless you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so I guess I'm just going to jump right in and start by saying congratulations on the new book, Hurt, Heal and Healed. I finally got my copy. Hashtag thanks, Amazon. Yeah. Um, and I just love it. So it's all about releasing those limiting beliefs and fears and blocks to help supercharge your manifestations, isn't it? Yeah, so it is... I think a lot of people are like, is it a manifestation book? And I'm like, oh my God, it's me. A hundred percent it's a manifestation book. Otherwise there'll be no point me writing it. So <laughs> it's definitely a law of attraction book, but I just really feel that there's such a deeper aspect missing to old school teachings of law of attraction and how we even work with the law of attraction that, you know, through going through my own inner work journey, through going through my own hurt healing heal journey, you know, I've really discovered the power of this work and how, you know, the number one block that people do run into 
to is those pesky limiting beliefs and fears and those you know blocks and traumas and when we can clear them the abundance is is next level so we all need to be doing this work (laughs) I was going to say because it's not just a book to read through it's there's a lot of journaling involved and self-reflection exercises throughout so do you think that not doing the inner shadow work is a huge block to manifesting I definitely think it is. And I would like 99.9% say it is now because, you know, like I said, I've lived this journey and experience as well. And I found that, you know, I've been doing this six years now, law of attraction work, that I would manifest things like money with ease, I would manifest career success, but then my love life, very different story. And I was like, why can I not manifest a, you know, a happy, healthy relationship? Why am I struggling with this? I was experiencing a lot of different challenges in my personal life. And I was like, how, why am I having these like hit and miss results here where some things I can manifest with ease and manifest huge successes with, and then other things feel totally different. Like what am I doing wrong here? And, you know, as I then started writing my books back in 2019, 2018, 2019, you know, I developed my five steps, the law of attraction. And then once I'd written positively wealthy, you know, I was still at that point where I'd manifested so much, But oh boy, in lockdown, just like everyone else, the inner work came up and it came up thick and fast for me. So yeah, from doing this work, from working through it myself, through working with numerous different modalities over the last three, four years, you know, I've really been able to heal so much. I had no idea was underneath the surface. And now looking back, it's just so clear of, right, that's why you were manifesting those things. Well, that's why you struggled with that. Like it makes total sense. So really I see the inner work and shadow work is that almost returning home to yourself and knowing yourself on a level you've never known yourself before. And for me, that was, you know, the result of this work. So as sort of like an after effect, of course, I'm going to manifest abundance. Of course, I'm going to manifest those desires because I'm working through those blocks. And I think it's just something that's not spoken about enough in the law of attraction action sphere because people knew this and you know did this work they would be you know manifesting with ease because I think a lot of people think that it doesn't work for them I hear you know oh it doesn't work for me Emma or you know I just can't manifest and every single person on this planet can manifest but unfortunately it's those blocks those beliefs those traumas that teach us that we're not worthy of something or that you know we're not able to have something so absolutely I feel I went a bit of on a tangent but absolutely I feel this is important work (laughs) no I definitely think it is as well I think there's something about um like my mom for example she will not look at anything to do with her past and when Mm. when I mentioned to her that I was starting with a life coach my life coach has helped me manifest so much because I've been working through all my past traumas and my life like limiting blocks and limiting beliefs but my mom I think it's a generational thing she just sits there and she's like why do you want to bring this all up again so do you think that we're more open to manifestation in our generation absolutely like hugely and I see the different generational gaps so um you know like for instance my parents they're sort of in their late 50s 60s and absolutely the kind of boomer generation are I would Mm. say that last generation who are like but we don't talk about our feelings you just get on with things you don't need to bring up the past it is what it is 
And I feel like it, it stems from their parents and their families, because obviously, like my granddad's generation in the 80s, were like wartime generation. Again, you don't talk about your feelings, you get on with things, there's hardships in life. And I think there were positives, of course, to that kind of mentality in terms of they had to deal with so many, you know, scary threats to their life, threats to their livelihood, threats to money, you know, like I look at my granddad's generation, obviously, they had things like recessions to go through exactly the things like we're experiencing now. So I think those things served a purpose at that at that time. But I think from even a more spiritual level, you know, us sort of like Gen Z millennials, we're all coming in now into this world in our soul body to obviously awaken and to be like, no, we can feel we can heal. And actually, we can put a stop to ancestral trauma. And I think ancestral trauma, again, is the number one reason why people are blocked. And I said, I did a money manifestation workshop last um, year. And I sat all the queens down while they were on zoom, but they were sat down. And I said, right, you know, look at your relationship with money, how would you describe it? And then I said, describe your parents relationship to money with me. And they were like, Oh, oh my God, it's the same. Oh my God, I'm like my mom. I'm like my dad. Oh my God, I'm like my sibling. So you know, we do pick up those um, traits, of course, from our caregivers, from our parents, from our, our immediate families. So it's only natural that that ancestral trauma, you know, absolutely, we, we are here to stop that we are here to put an end to it so that it doesn't continue, you know, into future generations as well. And I think our generation is just doing everything different, which is so needed and so good for the world. Um, but of course, that is challenging a lot of old dynamics. And, you know, my mum, for instance, she's got a lot of trauma in her childhood through her mother line. And she will just not even look at it. She's never been to a coach, but like your mum won't talk about it, never been to a coach. And I said to her, look, you know, before my nan passed away, he had dementia. I said, this is your last opportunity to have these conversations. And she never did, unfortunately, because of my nan's dementia. But, you know, I was able as the granddaughter here and daughter to do my own inner work with that. And I did things like family constellations and I did loads of different things to actually, you know, find peace with all of it myself. And what I've seen is from a knock-on effect where I'm doing the inner work, the shadow work, and my parents and my relationship with my parents and my family is all growing growing and evolving and they're not even doing anything so it's really interesting how when you do the work it really does start to show up in your relationships and connections as well I 100% agree and I think everything that you said there is just exactly how I feel because we're obviously of the same kind of generation so how did all of this come about for you then because I know you said you've been doing this for six years and I know you had your couponing business before this didn't you so when was the first time you kind of heard about the law of attraction or manifesting yeah yeah so it feels weird to think I've been like self-employed running a business for 10 years now I feel Congratulations. like <laughs> I feel so old Mark I'm not gonna lie but, uh, <laughs> I swear it was like three years ago a few years ago um but yeah no it's obviously been really exciting to shift and transform into law of attraction and manifesting but how I first found out about it was in 2016 so I'd been running my couponing business for about probably about four or five years at that point and I was in my second not so great relationship at that point and I was really going through a dark night of the soul like total classic spiritual awakening I was experiencing depression anxiety I didn't even know how to love myself I was a total different person and you know on the outside people would have been like well Emma you know you've got really successful business you're presenting on this morning you know you've got a six-figure business 
what do you have to moan about? <laughs> what on earth could be wrong? But you know, on the inside, I'd had that depression, that anxiety there for years. And this mm. business was just really that escapism for me where I could just positively throw myself into something and help people. And it was, you know, keeping me alive at some points, definitely, and kept me with that purpose to do something better in the world. But 2016 was really when it hit that peak of, I need to do something because I'm either going to take my life or I need to change my life. And I knew that Mm. I didn't want to take my life and that I couldn't do that. So I thought there has to be more to life than this. Like there has to be more to life than depression. There has to be more to life than, you know, feeling miserable every day. So um, that relationship broke down and thank God it did. And then from then, I remember just looking out the window at like 2 a.m. in the morning or something really random like that and just being like, God help me. And I was at that point of just helplessness of like, I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. I tried counseling. I tried therapy. I tried antidepressants and nothing was giving me relief. Nothing was like really giving me those long lasting results. So a couple of days after that moment, I started seeing the word law of attraction. And I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I definitely would have said I was an atheist at that point. I'd definitely kind of been spiritual throughout my teenage years, but nothing sort of solid where I truly believed in that. So I was definitely atheist at this point. And I thought, oh, is it like you attract love or something? Like attraction sort of like relationship. I had no idea what the law of attraction was. And then I remember I put... um a status out on my Facebook when we used to post statuses on Facebook that would show our age <laughs> and um, you know I said you know like does anyone know about the law of attraction and then my friend was like yes you have to read the secret um so that's really funny because that's how our friendship really got closer and we blossomed and we're now best friends which is fantastic so even from that just one status you know that brought mm. us together so then I read the secret and I watched it on Netflix and it just felt like a remembering it didn't feel like I was learning something or this was new it was like oh yeah of course that makes sense like that totally makes sense so I really again just like couponing it was that escapism for me and it was really that thing that I could just throw myself into which was positive and you know within three weeks I was seeing huge huge shifts in my mindset and how I was feeling in terms of my anxiety and depression you know I was a total different person and I definitely believe my depression was um, circumstantial rather than a chemical imbalance because Mm. I was just in these toxic relationships and toxic places which were just not helping me to thrive or learn self-love or anything so I feel like even from just doing you know the magic which is Rhonda Byrne's second book from focusing on self-care and self-love and learning about all these things like I was a whole different person even from like a month afterwards and then the rest is history after that I was just like oh my god this is amazing and then you know I manifested different things in my couponing business and then obviously I was manifesting relationships and obviously fitness and loads of different things money for example opportunities and then that's when I really decided you know my business, my coupon business had got huge by this point and it needed a team of people. There was no way I could continue just doing it, little old me. So uh, I feel like that was the right time to let that business go uh, and give it to new hands to obviously grow it and expand it. And I feel like I was so ready at that point after eight years of running it to be like, you know, I'm ready to step into my spiritual shoes now. And I really felt that, you know, it was an enhancement of, you know, I still love money, still love couponing, still get excited by all of it and do it. But equally, like I can help people manifest money now and help people to feel good. So for me, it was like an extension of my purpose was just getting deeper where I could then help people in a new way. 
Fantastic. So I always say that I think people's spiritual journeys happen through a traumatic event. And I mean, mine did exactly the same back in, I I first read The Secret in 2016. And although I manifested a couple of things myself, it was kind of like my mom would say, get your head out of cloud cuckoo land. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until my granddad actually passed in 2019 that I went into a downward spiral similar to yourself. And I had the same kind of thing, like, am I going to take my life or not? And that's when it all kind of started for me. And that's where it all stemmed. And when I get like messages from customers and um, like followers and things, they always say the same kind of thing. There's always a traumatic event that like kind of sprouts this like beautiful spiritual journey. And it is beautiful. And my life coach said, do you not think that this is your granddad's part and gift to you? Mm. And although it teared me up and th- this stuff, I thought, well, yeah, it actually is. None of this would have been possible if he hadn't died. So it's like the finding the beauty in the the worst moments of your life, the darkest moments of your life. Absolutely. And I think that's really beautiful because you're right. Like, you know, your granddad, like your soul, like you have those gifts there, which is amazing. And then it it is definitely that. And for me, it was that breakdown of that second relationship. It was that rock bottom. And I feel mm-hmm. like you always, you know, I ask the question on my podcast of when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? That's the first question I ask every guest. And the amount of different answers I've heard over the years, but every single one is the same. You either get very similar stories to our own and your customers are very like rock bottom, real like pivotal moments where it's like Mm. make or break. Or you actually get the people who are very spiritual from childhood, who like their parents were spiritual or their parents believed in it. So they have much more of like a gradual awakening. It's not so severe, but then you'll find in their adulthood, they'll have this like dark night of the soul or spiritual awakening, maybe not as traumatic of what we experienced because we probably needed that life truck moment to be like, come on. Um, But, you know, like even they were aware of those things, but even though, you know, they might have experienced, um, you know, a loss of a career, a breakdown of a relationship that really just brought it back into the forefront for them so it's really interesting I agree of how it does find everybody and I find that the law of attraction is probably one of the the things that finds people the most at the early stages and then after that you're like hmm there's more to this okay crystals angels spirituality and then you kind of go along the path as such and then you're like a full-blown spiritual queen before you know it (laughs) (laughs) so if I was to ask you what's the number one thing that you've manifested in your life what is your most favorite manifestation what would you say that was oh that's so hard because I want to share I've got I know it's hard to pick just one isn't it I've got two answers so my most favorite manifestation I probably should say my boyfriend but I'm gonna say my dog because she was something (laughs) I wanted to manifest for years same as the boyfriend of course but um I just feel like her story and like how she manifested like it was just beautiful and like the unconditional love that she's given me and the healing that I've had in my life since having her as well like it was just pure magic her coming into my life and she's just the cutest so of course I would say my dog but I think the most I would say the most memorable and the most potent to me I would say is my inner healing. And I know that sounds like a real weird manifestation, but really the manifestation of having a loving relationship or having the dog or, you know, feeling fulfilled, all of that came as a result, as a byproduct almost of doing that inner work. So I always say, you know, the biggest like result or the biggest thing that I experienced from, you know, the last four years of going along this hurt, healing, heal journey is feeling peace within myself, is knowing myself and knowing my history so that I don't have these question marks anymore of like what happened to me in my childhood or 
why did I have depression? Why did I do those things? Why was I attracted to toxic relationships? I had all these question marks of like, why? And, you know, I've been a coach for six, seven years now. And obviously I could always backtrack Mm. it with people, always be like, right, so that's happened. And now we know what's caused, you know, this in your adulthood. I never had that because I was suppressing the trauma that happened to me and nobody, nobody knew, nobody knew what happened. So from going along that journey, I finally had those answers and was able to be like, wow, I know who I am. And to me, that is the best manifestation because everything else afterwards is, you know, a byproduct and is a result of knowing yourself and feeling in alignment. So the rest, you know, comes with these, which, you know, they're all special in themselves, those manifestations. So it's really hard to pick a favorite, but I think that is my personal favorite because it has brought so much joy and abundance in all areas because of it. Oh, I love that. So I know on your Instagram and in your books, you speak about the five steps to manifest and don't you? And can I just say, I am so happy that you've listed five because most people just think it's like ask, believe, receive. And I'm like, no, 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 you've got to trust the universe and it'll deliver. And then you've got to let go as well. So how important would you say it was to let go and hand over your trust to the universe? And is this why most people's manifestations don't come to fruition? Because they're coming from that place of desperation. Yeah, I think there's two, there's definitely, I would say two steps where people get stuck on. And I think having the five steps just really helps to break it down. Like it just helps me be like, right, okay, that's where I am. Or okay, that makes sense of what I need to be doing. So I think it just really helps to, um, you know, people can understand it a lot more when it's broken down into that format. But I find normally people are either stuck in step two, believe, but they think they're in step four of letting go. So step two is obviously like limiting beliefs, fears, the inner work, working on that belief of do you feel worthy of it? Do you know that it's coming to you? So in that second step, we work on the blocks. So what stands in between you and your manifestation? So within that, um, obviously, you know, you need to be focusing on that inner work. You need to be focusing on the energetics in the inner world and looking at what is stopping that from coming into your life so I find that most people tend to be stuck in that step but they think they're further on because they've taken their actionable steps they worked through that third step of trust of like you know putting themselves in the field of opportunity and possibility they're putting themselves out there they're taking their 50-50 aligned inspired action and then when you get to step four of that letting go and surrendering yes absolutely and I can put my hands up attachment is the one thing we need to let go of but can absolutely be the hardest because I get it and I you know I don't think I'd ever let go a day in my life until I read Gabby's The Universe Has Your Back a few years ago because you know I just and that was before I wrote Positively Wealthy because I'd never let go a day in my life I was so attached I was so set in my masculine energy like that was my natural like default I was very much like controlling obviously I'm a sun sign Virgo so it's in my nature to love to be in control so mixed with trauma that was like a whole recipe for I'm never letting go of my (laughs) life so learning this was oh my god the best thing ever for me because then I was able to actually be like okay you need to let this go and I think people think letting go is giving up and it's not giving up at all it is literally releasing the attachments that you become okay with both outcomes and you know that even if how you're seeing something whether it's it has to be this certain company it has to be this certain brand it has to be this certain person or whatever you know those specifics that we put on things it's realizing that actually sometimes the universe does know better and sometimes we do need to dodge a bullet and we don't know all the answers and what's for our highest good so it can feel frustrating when we're in that letting go phase 
But I always say rejection is divine redirection. So it's always leading you to something better, something way more aligned. So if you're like, I want to manifest 10,000 pounds, when actually 20,000. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pounds is what the universe is like. Well, you can have this. Then, of course, by letting go and surrendering, you're letting in that more up leveled and the most aligned version of your manifestation come in. But it definitely is the hardest step. And I think people get stuck on step two or step four, but think they're in step four when actually they've still Mm. got those beliefs there. So if you know that the beliefs aren't what's impacting it, and it is just that getting present, really being grateful, um, you know enjoying your life and being here now and not waiting for something to come along not checking your phone to make sure it's on its way you know if you're in that stage of really enjoying your life then yeah you know it is that let and go step yeah I totally think it's a needed like step to bring about that want to change I always describe it as you wouldn't order from Amazon and then go to another website and order the same thing again because you know it's on its way. You've just got to kind of let go and know that Amazon are going to eventually deliver it, even if there are delays. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But So what about your inner child then, Emma? Because I think mine needs a bloody good healing. Um, every now and again, something crops up with huge limiting beliefs for me and it all goes back to my childhood. So what can we do to heal those inner wounds? And does this help with our manifesting? Yeah, and you know, I've worked with inner child work for like three, four years now. And- and the best, some of the best work I've done, honestly, and the most fun as well. I think people think that inner child work is like, ooh, serious. And I absolutely understand because this was me as well. Like even just hearing the word inner child can really trigger a lot of emotions up for people because mm. some people may know what's happened in their childhood. Some people like me may absolutely know nothing and be like, oh, you know, I had, you know, a pretty good childhood. I had everything I needed, etc. Um, And I think as yeah. well, sometimes it is really hard for us to admit that maybe we didn't get something that we needed in our childhood and from actually training in inner child healing as well it really opened my eyes up to the different ways that actually maybe I didn't get everything and why you know that I reacted in certain ways or you know had different traits and kind of reactions to things over the years so it really is work that is really important and so so healing so we have an inner child within all of us um and Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud believe that this is part of our psyche so this psyche part of us this inner child stays with us throughout our lifetime so I believe they're within our heart center our heart chakra you can believe they're wherever you want to within your body but even just connecting to that inner child can bring so much joy and fun so if you're someone who's like oh life feels so serious right now or oh there's no fun and joy this is the inner child 
calling out for that work. So even just by connecting to them, I've got some videos on my YouTube where you can do that and some podcasts. Um, I show you how to do all of that. Um, even just by connecting to the inner child can be so, so healing because when we connect to that childlike version of ourselves, as you know, we all remember as children, everything was so magical and so awful in the world. You know, we're like, oh my mm. God, everything's magical. Um, you know, we lost that kind of um, childlike awe as such where everything then became serious and everything was then responsibility. So our inner child over the years has obviously been like, oh, work, 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 work. So even as adults, we need to, you know, invite that inner child in and connect to them. And even just by asking questions to them. And again, I've got videos to guide you through this um, of, you know, like, how are you feeling today? What do you need from me right now? What do you want to do for fun this week? Are just such great quick questions you can ask your inner child. And just by honoring them and listening to them and working with them, you will feel, oh my God, so much better within yourself and more joy and more happiness. Um, but yes, absolutely. You can use it for the inner work as well by connecting to them and releasing I've got different methods in the book to do this as well, different journaling prompts um, and different methods and meditations you can use to release, you know, anything that may be blocking your manifestation. So that inner critic, that ego that's saying, you know, you're not worthy of this or who are you to do that? No, your manifestation is not going to happen. I believe this is the inner child. So we, instead of bashing, instead of swearing, instead of like, you know, trying to completely diminish this ego and inner critic, we need to love our inner critic and ego, our inner child back into the light, back into that integration where, you know, and I say to people, I'm like, for 21 days, give your inner critic ego love instead of bashing them and, you know, swearing at them whatever you do give them love be like okay I hear you I see you okay how are you feeling right I honor this I'm gonna you know help you where I can but I've got us like I love you and I've got us so even by just switching that internal dialogue do it for 21 days you will notice a huge shift in how you feel and a huge shift in what comes up from the inner critic and ego inner child as well so those are some just really great quick ways that you can work with the inner child and I've got tons of information where you can learn about it more it's in both of the books as well but I just feel like inner child work oh my god if everybody did in a child work the world would be such a happier place um and you know <laughs> childhood trauma is the number one cause for why there is so much toxicity in the world why there are awful things that happen and people do awful things and you know the negativity that we experience and the dissatisfaction and obviously unhappiness it all comes from those limiting beliefs those fears and trauma is quite heavy words I feel like people are like oh I haven't experienced trauma because that's like I don't want to take away from you know something that someone's experienced in their childhood that was of course really awful and really traumatic but trauma can be found in many different ways and whether you call it a limiting belief whether you call it a fear whatever um you know we all every single human being has limiting beliefs and fears within their subconscious within their inner child so the inner child is the secret to working through those but inner child work's not for everybody of course it is absolutely fun work but there are lots of different ways that you can work through limiting beliefs and fears as well I love that. Um, so Emma, what are your top tips to manifesting then? So if you have something in your head, for example, that you wanted, how would you go about bringing that into reality? Would you kind of work with a vision board or do you work with crystals or subliminals? Or are you just one of those people like me that kind of think the more the merrier in the hope that it'll all compound over time? <laughs> yeah. So obviously knowing the five steps is I would say like the first thing to do so that you can understand the process and understand why you're doing those things along the process 
process. Um, but I also say like find your manifesting superpower because obviously back years ago, there were only like a few law of attraction methods and a few things that people would recommend. So obviously you'd have like your vision boards, but people don't actually realize that vision boards are very long-term goals. So absolutely do one if you haven't got one they are fantastic I love doing one I love having one and they're just something really exciting to look forward to and look at and you know have in your life so vision boards are fantastic but they are for long-term goals so you know a lot of the time people would say right I've read the secret Emma I've done positively wealthy um you know I've put my vision board up and six months have passed I've not read you know I've not uh, manifested anything and I'm like or they'll be like I manifested one thing but nothing since and I'm like okay so what are you doing regularly to manifest regularly and they're like oh nothing I'm just you know the vision boards there and I'm like okay well vision boards are long-term goals we're talking like a year two years five years ten years so if you want to manifest regularly you really have to set intentions regularly so what I love to do is then break those bigger goals down into actionable goals whether it's yearly quarterly monthly I know that sounds a bit businessy but you know do it in a way that feels right to you and that just for me really helps me to regularly so on the new moon I love setting intentions so you know for me like that's a really important practice practice that I do each and every month because I know that I'm going to be working towards those bigger goals, bringing them into fruition, but I'm also, you know, manifesting money or I'm manifesting opportunities or whatever each month. So I'm not just... Hmm putting it out there and hoping that, you know, things are going to manifest. Um, but yes, finding your manifesting superpower is really important because not everybody is the same. And I know people who love subliminals, love audio, love listening to things, meditating, um, they're very much like audio manifestors. I know people who are very visual manifestors who love the vision boards, love creating pictures, manifestation doodles, um, and really getting creative with it. I know people like myself who are writing manifestors who love writing lists and love writing goals lists, love scripting and writing into existence. You know, as an author, I guess that kind of makes sense. So you've got to find your manifesting superpower. And I've done a YouTube video recently on that with all the different um, ones that you could be in, you you know, I'm sure there's millions out there as well. And also you you don't have to be just exclusive to that. Yes, I'm a writing manifester, but actually I love meditation. Although I hate visualization, I actually really love meditation. So I do kind of go into that visual meditator, um, sorry, visual manifester traits as well. So you don't have to just be exclusive, you know, to one category or one way of doing it. But knowing what your superpower is, is half the work because, you know, I've done things where people like do 55 times five, do the cut method do this and you do it all and you're like okay great yeah. but you know what's that actually fun did I actually enjoy that so you know you've got to find what feels fun to you joy is the ultimate creator so really finding those practices and tools that feel good that feel amazing to you that lift your vibes raise your vibes and help you to feel closer to your desire is always the right answer. So if you're doing practices because someone's told you to do them, but you dread it every morning or you're, you know, you're stuck in that ask stage. And this is another thing I see as well. People are so stuck in that Mm. ask stage because they're writing affirmations every day that ask, 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 whatever tool it is. You know, if it's an asking tool, you're asking. So I'm like, okay, the universe heard you the first time. You only need to ask once. So yeah, affirmations (laughs) are really fun to work with when you are, 
building up that belief scale in that step too, for instance. Um, there may be things like intention setting each day that do feel good to you. But for those goals, etc., you don't need to keep asking because when you keep asking, you're stuck in that asking step and you really need to keep moving forwards. So find your manifesting superpower. Don't stay in the asking step. Um, and, you know, find what feels good to you at the end of the day. The best way is through practice. You know, I didn't know what my manifesting superpower was until I tried a lot of different things. So when you try these different things and you see what works well, what you respond to, what was easier and what was harder, for example, um, and switch things up, you know, mm. new, new techniques will come along all the time, the gift of TikTok, etc. Um, you know, new um, different ways yeah. to do things will always come up. So it's not saying you can't try those things, but it's saying, you know, try them and see how they feel, but you don't have to do everything. And I think there's such a, um, people love to overcomplicate the law of attraction. They love to overcomplicate it and do this, do that, do this, do that. And it doesn't need to be like that. Less is more. So actually sometimes by simplifying your practice and simplifying what you're doing, even if it's your daily practice or what energy you're putting towards your desire or the action you're taking, sometimes by actually doing less, you attract way more because you simplify the process. It doesn't need to be hard. And I think people love to create a process. Like, you know, I create a five-step process, but people love to create this, do that, do this, do this. And it's just overwhelming. And people come to me with these overwhelming, like schedules and practices. I'm like, God, I feel overwhelmed that you telling me what you're doing every day. So you have <laughs> to find what feels right to you. You've got to, you know, some people will thrive from doing lots. Some people will thrive from doing one thing. So it's all about what works for you, what raises your vibration, what brings you closest to your desire, because at the end of the day, how you feel is everything. I was going to say, you really helped me in not overcomplicating things and simplifying things. Because when I read Positively Wealthy, I'm sure a lot of me, me listeners will be aware of this book because I've spoke about it quite a lot on here. But can I just say thank you for making this a book that is simpler and easier to follow than The Magic? Because I first read this and I thought, oh, okay, it's, it's quite similar to The Magic. But I immediately thought, why have I then been overcomplicating all this? You put it so simply. And quite honestly, everything that I kind of manifested in that 33-day period, it worked. And I also know that there's a day especially dedicated to crystals as well, isn't there? So I want to know what crystals do you carry around with you on a day-to-day basis, if any, and how do they help you? Yeah, gosh, I carry around quite a lot. So I've got some on my bracelets. I found some really cool bracelets from, I think they're called Clarity and Calm, because I wanted some more like, you know, fashionisty kind of stylish ones. Um, So I wear bracelets and I swap them up all the time. I've got my citrine rock and raw necklace that I wear every day. Love this. Um, So I I really love having crystals on me just to, I really help they feel ground me because I'm like quite, um, although I'm an earth sign, Virgo, I'm very much like, I can just get in the trenches of work sometimes. So I love that, you know, I have those crystals to help me feel grounded, help me to manifest. Um, and yeah, just help to help me realign my energy and, you know, experience and feel the things I want to. Then I've got crystals in my workspace, crystals in my living room, crystals in my bedroom. It's a bit of an obsession, Mark. I'm not going to lie. I always say I've got my practical crystals for manifesting or healing or whatever. And then I've got my decorative crystals that are just to look yeah. pretty around the house. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I definitely have, I definitely work with them all. Um, Obviously I cleanse them. um, But yeah, I don't tend to carry too much on me, but I think (laughs) bracelets and necklace are fine. Um, But yeah, every area I'm working in or um, 
you know, like the living room where I'm relaxing in. I just really love to like set the vibe, set the tone. Um, and yeah, I love working with crystals because I seem to learn just so much from them. And there just seems to be like just more and more crystals that appear that need to be added to the collection, of course. But, um, you know, it's been so amazing. Like, um, is it Septarian? Septarian, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. A psychic years ago told me to work with it. So I got this really nice, I think it's a sphere, whatever you call them, the spheres. Um, And that alone changed my life. She was like, every day, like ask it to help to rewire your beliefs and set you free from the past. And I did it. And over a six month period, huge, huge, huge healing happened. And I owe so much to that crystal for their help because literally like, you know, she was so right. That was a perfect crystal to work with. And I always find that crystals find you at the right time in your life when you need something or, you know, like something's going on. So yeah, like I, I owe a lot to my crystals and I love them. They're great. (laughs) I love that. You're a woman after my own heart, Emma. (laughs) So can I just ask what is next for you then? Do you have a five-year vision board? What do you want to achieve next? Because I really feel like the world is your oyster. (laughs) Yeah. And like, obviously you know I've been doing this six years so I feel like you know as I spoke about a positively wealthy I manifested everything off my vision board so I feel like now I'm definitely in that space of expansion I'm in that space of you yeah. know the world is why I said like what would I love to really see so I definitely have a vision board of course um I don't limit it to five years I'm not I'm like the most terrible entrepreneur where I'm like I don't have a five or ten 10 year vision goal I'm like this is just what I feel called to create this is just what I really want to experience in whatever time frame that will be and that comes from that let go energy as well where I don't want to fixate I don't want to control I'm so much more of a relaxed manifester now where I'm like it will happen when it happens like I don't need it like in two years three years whatever or this year you know whenever the right time for it to come in is when I want it so that it's aligned it's sustainable and I can be in the best place to enjoy and receive this so I'm not so much a time frame person now um but yeah in terms of what's next for what next the what's next for work um definitely want to start on book four next year um whether that works out we'll see going with the flow but it's definitely coming through it's definitely feeling like that's what I want to work on um I've got a manifestation oracle card deck coming out in August next year which is so exciting The the visuals are gorgeous like I am so excited to talk about this more because um it's called manifesting rituals this is the first time I've spoken about it Mars so you got all the (laughs) details Um, I'm allowed to talk about it now I haven't been able to talk about it for ages so now I really want to talk about it but um it's coming out in August and it's called Manifesting Rituals and it's a 44 card deck where yes, it's affirmations and manifesting affirmations with beautiful images. Emmy, the designer, is just next level. Um, but what I really wanted to add to this deck was rituals and actually how you can, because as I talk about in my books, you know, affirmations are not just enough to do. Like, because if yeah. you're reading an affirmation out and you don't believe it, it's not going to work. You know, it's not going to do anything. It's going to make you feel rubbish. So actually I've integrated rituals with every single affirmation of how you can embody it and how you work up to that belief and how you actually implement it to embody that energy and manifest that manifestation or manifest the goal that you're working with that affirmation for so it's obviously very divinely guided very spiritual um but really practical with the rituals and also you'll love this there's a crystal to work with each yes. day as well so um, yeah <laughs> I love that I'll have to stock them on my shop as well <laughs> I love that I'm so excited for that and that's August did you say yeah August 23 so Emma how can people find you then 
course. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. Yeah, um, so you can find me at emmamumford.co.uk and you can also find me at I am Emma Mumford on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and pretty much on all the platforms. So come and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pop all of Emma's social links in the show notes below, including links to her books, websites, and everything else amongst that. So yeah, Emma, I really appreciate you for popping by and appearing on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you. And for everyone else listening, go and follow Emma and get your copy of Hurt, Heal and Healed at the link in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please submit a quick five-star review, which helps this podcast grow to new audiences. So I guess there's nothing left for me to say other than have a lush weekend, everyone. And hopefully I'll see you all next Friday for another episode of Candy Crystals, the podcast. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 